Here's the truth. I am tired. Or how about this? I really, no, no, no. You know what? No, I am tired. I am tired of seeing too many believers, faith-based, Bible-believing, Jesus Christ who rose from the dead believers who believe that they can do all things through Christ who strengthened them. I am tired of believers not understanding how to fight spiritually. And I'm saying that not in the point of disgust, but in the point of I'm like, wake up. I want us as believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ to wake up. And this message is even for myself where I have to tell myself, Jennifer, What you are feeling is not just what man says or what human says. This is a spiritual attack. So what do you do? What is your go-to when you're under spiritual attack? Or do you even understand that it is? Because the enemy is a deceiver. He knows how to disguise himself. He knows how to trick. He knows how to do all of these things. So the spiritual attack may come in the form of sadness. Spiritual attack may come in all these things. But I appreciate what Paul said in Ephesians 6. He told us about spiritual warfare and what to do and how to arm ourselves when it comes to spiritual warfare. So today we are going to talk about spiritual warfare, fighting with God and not against him. Let's talk. Welcome back. Oh my goodness. I am so excited that we are here. I am so excited that you all are back. This is Conquer Me Podcast. This is Jennifer Jefferson. Well, I am Jennifer Jefferson. (laughs) I said this is like I'm a robot or something, but I am Jennifer Jefferson and I am the voice behind the podcast. Um, Once again, this podcast is about having a personal relationship with Christ. And I do believe as we strengthen our walk with Christ and as we grow in him and learn more of him, we're able to reflect him and able to go into this world and bring people into the kingdom. That is our mission as believers, is to bring people into the kingdom, spread the good news of Jesus Christ, because it is good news. And yes, today we're talking about spiritual warfare, but we have the good news knowing that we have God with us. God will never leave us nor forsake us. God has all power. If the word of God says all power is in his hand. So it does not matter what comes our way. We have to remind ourselves that all power is in the hands of God. So we're going to do a, a series and this is one of um a longer series. Okay. I'm excited because we're in season three, episode 10. I'm like, wow, it's episode 10 already. Um, But in this series is going to be a seven part series. And we are going to break down. When I say break down, I'm talking about break down point by point as the Holy Spirit leads Ephesians 6, um, 10 through 20. And this passages of scripture talks heavily about spiritual warfare. Now, are there other scriptures and examples that speak of spiritual warfare? Absolutely. So we will intertwine those scriptures as we talk about each point. But today I just want to do like an overview. 
of what we will discuss and what is to come, but also what is spiritual warfare. I am truly, truly, truly concerned that um, while it's, it's interesting. So, it's, so here's the truth. While I'm excited and I'm happy that we are learning more about what is happening with the mind as humans. So we have, there's more conversation about mental health. There's more conversation about understanding, um, let's say understanding things about sadness, depression, anxiety, um, even social anxiety, all of these things, right? So now we're able to name something. We are able to call it what it is, which is good because it's just like with any other ailment that is going on within our body, we should be able to call, call it. You go to the doctors and you have symptoms. They're like, oh, well, you have a flu. So now I know how to uh, help you heal from the flu, right? Oh, now, oh, I broke my foot. You go to the doctor. It seems like I see here. It's not broken, but it's fractured. So there's a different system. So as we grow in the knowledge of what is going on with us as human beings, not just in the physical, but also in mental, but are we neglecting our knowledge of the spirit? And that is where my concern is. I never want anyone to feel, um, when I have personal conversations with people, I never want anyone to feel um, that they are, that their problems or their issues do not matter. So I don't believe in dismissing people or being dismissive or even uh, downplaying what someone is going through. But I have said on this podcast m- multiple times, and I've said, even with people I-, I know personally, I said, we have to put things in the right perspective. And that right perspective always has to go under the hand of God. It has to go under the hand of God. Because if I don't, then I'm allowing this thing to have more power to it. What's interesting is this. Earlier, I said, it's good that we're able to know more about what's going on within um ourselves from a mental perspective so that we're able to name it. But have we ever thought about what I'm able to name I have authority over? And I'm saying this, if we go back and look at Genesis. In Genesis, when God created Adam and Eve and before Eve even came along, Adam, God gave Adam the authority and the responsibility to name everything that he brought to him. So he named every beast, every walking thing, every animal, all that. Adam even gave Eve her name. But I realized as I was studying those scriptures a few weeks ago, that what God allows us to name, he also gives us authority over it. So now that you're able to pinpoint and specifically see what is going on within you, I don't care what capacity. If you're like, you know what, today I just feel sad. I feel down. It does not mean that you remove it because God has given us emotions. I love how um, it was some while ago, uh, one of my mother's good friends who is a powerful woman of God. And she's also a um, psychologist, I believe, psychologist, psychiatrist. And I think I'm mixing it, but I know she's a counselor. She's gone to school for it educated woman. um, And she talked about all the different human emotions that we have. And I love that she said, Jesus did not come to censor our emotions, but yet censor our actions, right? So God, I'm able to identify what I'm feeling, but God, give me your wisdom on how to move on what I'm feeling. 
God, you have given me the grace and the power and the privilege. I want us to understand that when you have come into some form of knowledge that allows that allows you to have understanding of yourself, what happens is this. <laughs> we can take a diagnosis and we accept it for what it is and then we live in it, meaning this. I have, I have, uh, let's say this, and I know what I'm going to say is going to trigger some people. So please embrace yourself. So you've been diagnosed with cancer. We'll use cancer because all of us can't stand cancer. No one likes cancer. And unfortunately, cancer is running rampant for for whatever reasons. They, they said it's a combination of toxins, the way that we eat, toxins in the air, all of these things. But then also the question is, what are we looking from a, a spiritual perspective, right? Because everything, whatever is happening here on earth, what's happening in the spirit, we have to think like this. As believers, this is for the believers. So you've been diagnosed with cancer. Do you accept the diagnosis and allow that to be your identity? Or do you say, nope, I hear you, but I know what the word of God says. And the word of God says that I am healed. So the healing process may look like, okay, I have to go through chemo treatment, which is horrible and it's terrible. I might have to, maybe there's a surgery, which is trying, it's horrible. Your faith will be tested. Your finances will be tested, all these things. But I have to hold on to the fact that God is a healer and deliverer. Because if I don't hold on to that fact, that means I had now removed the scripture and the power of the scripture where it says, by his stripes. I am healed. Every time I choose not to believe in who God is, what have I removed and what have I, what have I allowed in? This is still spiritual warfare. Whatever I don't stand, if I don't stand on the truth of God, then what truth am I standing on? It does not remove what I'm going through. So let's hit a hot topic that because all of us can't stand cancer, right? It's amazing. We will pray heaven down for someone to be free from cancer. But when it comes to someone who has a mental diagnosis, let it be anxiety, depression, whatever it is, people are like, well, that's just how it is. If they just got to go through it. I'm sorry. Does God's power adjust or change or become null and void because of a diagnosis? Once again, we're still talking about spiritual warfare. What am I believing? Once again, it does not remove the reality of your diagnosis, nor does it remove wisdom on how to approach it in the natural. Meaning, if you got to get on medication, get on medication. If you have to have some form of therapy, do the therapy. Do all of these things, but what is your spirit saying? Are you saying, God, I know what you said, that your word talks about healing. And even if I don't see healing in the way that I desire, I know that you're still able. I quote, I kind of, what I don't quote, I paraphrase the scripture when the three Hebrew boys were thrown in a fiery furnace. And they said, even if God does not deliver us, I know that he is able. So even if I have this and this is what it is, I know that God is still able. My faith is not shaking. The spiritual warfare that is happening is that he is that our faith is being shaken. We cannot remove our hope from God. 
I was listening to this song and, and it was so beautiful. The song said, even though our hope is fragile, it's not easily broken. So the hope we have, it is fragile. Let's just be real. But how do we strengthen our hope? How do we make sure that it gets stronger and stronger over time? This is having a prayer life and a study life. This is having people around you who are believers, who will not let you die where you are. This is people saying, I hear you and I believe you. I'm not dismissing you because the wisdom has to be within our faith. Wisdom and faith are best friends. They don't separate. I think there is this, this misconception when it comes to faith. So I have to, so wisdom has taught me when I speak of healing, I have to explain it. Not just you come to the altar and then one day God has removed all this from you. Now here's the truth. That can happen. But do you believe that God can do that? I believe that God can do that. Why shouldn't I believe that God can do that? Why shouldn't you believe that God can do that? We believe that he created the heavens and the earth. The heavens and the earth, the very thing that we are standing on, the very, this big, massive planet that is somehow, some way through science, they try to explain it, but we don't see anything physically holding earth in the doggone atmosphere. Now, according to man and how we've been taught, if something needs to be suspended, something needs to be holding it some way, somehow. We are still discovering other planets that are galaxies away. So why wouldn't I believe that God can't heal me or or stabilize me or keep me or love me or bring me joy? Why shouldn't I believe? The spiritual warfare is to always have us get our eyes off of God. And get into this place to where our problems become bigger than who God is. I was having a moment like earlier today and it was just, and I felt the spiritual attack. I was praying and I was like, Lord, this is, get this off of me, Jesus. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And then, so I stopped because I was, I just felt it throughout the day. I was in the gym feeling it. Got in a car, feeling it. So I just keep feeling it and I keep feeling it. And I'm like, Lord, what is happening? And then I said, okay. And I was praying. The Lord said, get in your word. So I got in my word. I started studying and I started just, and I said, okay, it was still there. Then my youngest child came in and he was upset about, um, my youngest baby came in and he, what was he? He was upset about the game that he was playing. And I listened to him and I just kept giving him kisses. And every time I gave him a kiss, it made me feel better. And I said to him, I said, do you know how much mommy loves you? And he said, quadrillion, cabillion, 5,800, 7,010. Because that's what we do. And in there, I felt a spirit lifted because I walked in love. I said, I refuse to allow whatever it was, the spirit of frustration, the spirit of anger, the spirit of sadness. When I say sadness, where how I felt, it felt like slight depression. All of this stuff was trying to consume it, but I said, no, God, there is greater. And I had to realize like, girl, you have not been fortifying yourself for the last couple of days. You've been praying, but you haven't been in your word. And see, I'll go to these places to where sometimes like, okay, I might just be able just to read a couple of scriptures, which is good. But to study, to study, that's where I get my meat. 
This is where I get my strength. This is where I get my peace. Studying the word of God. Because there are levels and there's so much stuff that's happening in the spirit. And I want to read Ephesians 6. And once again, we're going to do a whole series. And we're going to break down Ephesians 6. We're going to, like, when I say break down, I'm going to say, what is this? Why did Paul say this? What was going on? All of these things from step by step, because this is not only going to help you, but it's helping me to have a different understanding and better understanding. The Bible talks about the mysteries of the Lord. Even in this passage of scripture, it talks about the mysteries of the gospel so that we may be able to walk out the mysteries of the gospel. For me alone, that is profound and is mind-blowing. But I have to have a heart posture to understand what is happening in the spirit. So that means that if I have this heart posture of understanding that there's things happening in the spirit, what happens, what I have learned, and the Holy Ghost has allowed me to understand, that my eyes start to get slowly but surely off my problems. It does not mean that they just immediately go away. Sometimes it does, sometimes it does not. But I begin to see God and see his greatness. And whatever is going on seems so small. It's like a little, 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 tiny, little piece of dust after a certain point. (laughs) But it should be like that. It does not matter what is going on in this world. God, you are bigger. And some of us, we may not have a lot of things that's going on personally, but geez, do we see a lot of chaos in this world. What is your intercessory prayer looking like for all those people who are around you going through? Because you may be like, I'm not going through anything personally. That is a man beautiful. But what's the spiritual attack within your family? What's the spiritual attack within your neighborhood? What's the spiritual attack within your city, your state, your country, in the world? Because when we get off of just seeing our problems and we begin to see God, then God allows us to see what is happening truly. We begin to see what he is doing in the good, right? All the beautiful things that are happening. But then also we see what's happening in the spirit. So let me, let's read this. Verse 10 says this, and we're in Ephesians 6, 10. A final word, excuse me, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on God's army so that you will be able to to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And I'm reading the NLT version. The enemy is strategic. He understands your triggers more than you do. This is part of spiritual warfare. So as we are learning things about ourselves from a mental place, a spiritual place, a physical place, an emotional place, we have to understand, okay, you know what? I see that the enemy is using this because, see, that's my trigger. This is what sets me off. But see, my trigger does not have to be always there. Do we have the faith that one day I will be able to not even be bothered by this? I remember there would be certain things in the beginning of my marriage that my husband would say and do to me that would take me places that I did not like. And it'd just be a simple comment. And he would say it. He, he would say how he loved to irritate me, especially the beginning of our marriage. And I remember it would take me places. And I said, God, I don't like this. I don't like this feeling. I talked to my husband about it. I said, I don't like this. 
I don't like this feeling. But then I realized that it's not my husband because I understand that he really does love me. What I realized that this is a spiritual matter that's going on that's trying to separate us in some way. Because as we continue to read, we'll see that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So, okay, so let's go back to the scripture. Uh, verse 12 says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. I know some of you are like evil spirits in heavenly places. What? That's one of the episodes we will break down. And when I say we're going to talk about it, I mean, we are going to talk about it. So let's keep reading. I want us to keep going in this. So we are on verse 13. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, every piece of God's armor. So you will be able to withstand or with resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth in the body of body armor of God's righteousness for your shoes. Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be able, so you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion, every occasion. I was talking about earlier how I was just felt things. I'm at the gym. I'm praying. Now I'm not praying aloud. It's just me and the Holy Spirit. I'm praying within, right? And I had to make sure what I was listening to while I was at the gym was actually feeding me. Got home, I'm praying. I didn't really stop to get on my knees to pray until I got home. And that's was like, Lord, help me. But it says here, pray in the spirit at all times and on all and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Everywhere. There is a battle. That is happening. And I am concerned that we are unaware of it. I was having a good conversation with one of my friends and he was saying how the Holy Spirit really gathered him um, and really was dropping some things in his spirit about the state or the, the state or the condition of where a lot of Christians are, the era that we're in. And he said, Jennifer, a lot of people just don't understand what we call the foundation or the fundamentals. We have gotten away from preaching the gospel. We have gotten away of preaching just Jesus Christ. It's all of these things that have come. It's more subjective. It's more about the subjects, which there's nothing wrong with. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because there's many times where I've looked into the Bible and I was like, okay, God, what do you say about money? Like, I want you to be my financial strategist, right? But then also on top of that, I have to know, first of all, the character and the heart of God. So that means I understand how to even utilize this tool that he's brought in. If I want to know more about peace, God, what is your Bible? What does the word of God say about peace? So I will study things about peace. So I do like a dual study where I'll study things off of a specific topic and then I'll study 
in just understanding um, what was happening. I may just take a chapter and just go deep into it, understanding what's going on. But I said, in everything, God, let me see you. There is a spiritual warfare that's going on. That truthfully, I see so many of us who are truly defeated and I want to encourage us that God has given us the power and the ability to put on the full armor of God. And that's why over these next episodes, once again, this is just an overview. Put it on the full armor of God. Those passages of scriptures talk about from the head all the way down to your feet and having the sword of God and breastplates of righteousness. All of these things are meant to protect us and allow us to fight into a battle. Because it is. Like when I said earlier, there's spiritual, um, the, the wickedness in heavenly places, the evil spirits in heavenly places. I don't know if you remember when uh, Daniel was praying. When Daniel went on the 20-day fast, it is so interesting how we always say, oh, the 21-day fast. Daniel did not set out to, to fast for 21 days. He said, Lord, I am going to fast until. But do we have that until in our spirit? And what happened was Daniel was told by his angels, they said, we heard you on the first day, but there was a war going on in the spirit. The angels had to say, we had to fight. Like we heard you the first day, but it took 21 days for him to hear the answer. So Daniel was desperate for the, for the answer. So he's like, Lord, it doesn't matter how long it takes. We're going to do it. So what did he do? He fasted. He prayed. He set up his altar. He did what he had to do. So the question is, are we doing what we have to do and have an until in our spirit? I'm going to fast and pray and study my word and I'm going to keep going until. And here's the truth. Once one thing is has been resolved and God has given you peace or the answer for it, or you see the manifestation of something, let it be healing, whatever it is. Now it's like, okay, God, there's something else, but our strength, our faith is being strengthened to see God for who he is. It is a part of the enemy's plan for us to focus on everything besides God himself. I'll be the first to say I am terrible at asking for help. Terrible. And I'm learning how to ask for help. So that is part of my prayers. I'm like, God, I know I need to learn how to ask for help. I know I need to lean on people. God, you have surrounded me with amazing people. So God, allow me to utilize them for your glory. Meaning this, allow me to uh, get have your wisdom. Allow me to seek your peace. Allow me to do these things, Lord Jesus, so I can see you and actually be, because I understand that we need help. We need to ask for help. The, look, Asking is a good thing. It is a skill, asking for help. But some of us are so used to asking for help where we don't even ask God for help. And there's sometimes where God is like, I need you to stop seeking people and seek me. We all are battling and dealing with something in some form or fashion. No one is untouched by the attacks of the enemy. No one is. But the question is, do we see it as that? Have we even asked God to see it? Or are we just so used to life as we know it? Are we so used to it being whatever it is, whatever your, however you describe your life, 
that you're not saying, wait a minute, God, show me the attacks. Because some of this, this can't be, not according to your word. Your word says that you have come that we may have life and have life more abundantly. So God, show me where there's places of lack. Show me where I don't have enough. Because one thing that he wants to do is keep us in darkness and keep us blind to certain things. Because whenever the spirit of the Lord is and wherever he resides, there he will be in the midst and he will reveal things to you. He will reveal things to us. We will see his character. We will begin to see the mysteries of God. For me, that is exciting to see and hear the mysteries of God. It says in verse 19, and pray for me too. ask God to give me the right word so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and the Gentiles alike. This is Paul talking to the church of Ephesus. So that he may be able, so those of you who listen to whatever preacher, teacher, whoever, pray for them as they understand the mysteries of the good news. Pray for yourself, pray for the body of Christ. Because before that, he says, pray for all things. Pray for all things. Pray for all people. And one of the things that we have to do is say, Lord, we pray and we ask that they have the mysteries. They understand them. They understand the mysteries of you, of the good news. That's also a spiritual attack for us to kind of remain complacent in our spiritual walk so that we don't even desire every time when we are challenged by something and something intrigues us and it sparks our curiosity. We want to learn more and more about it. But this is why I encourage us to be curious about God himself. Be curious about Jesus Christ. We can never stop learning and gaining of him. We can never. So on this few next episodes. Like I said, it's going to be seven. This is the first one. And I just want to give an overview so that we can understand spiritual warfare. And over the next six episodes, we're going to go deep. When I say dive deep, we're going to dive deep into it. And we're going to study the word of God in light of other scriptures. The Bible encourages us to study ourselves approved. So there's certain things we can't just say, I'm putting on the full armor of God. Well, the question is, do you even understand what that truly means? I know you're like, well, Jennifer, I just read, Jennifer, you just read the scriptures. Yes, I read the scriptures, but do you understand it? Yes, we read that there is spiritual wickedness in high places, their principality, all these things. But do you understand it? What does it look like according to the word? I don't want it according to my knowledge. I really don't. I'm at a place in my life where I'm like, God, have you ever been in a place where you're kind of over yourself? It's like, look, I don't have the knowledge. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the wisdom. I need God. I need God. So I want us to go into this mindset over the next six episodes where we are becoming students of this. And I'm praying that the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom on how to apply it and how to recognize it in the natural so that we feel things and we discern things and we see things spiritually. Lord, let us uh, have the wisdom to address it in the spirit. And uh, I mean, in the spirit as well as the natural. Yes, thank you, Holy Ghost. Spirit as well as the natural. 
Because the Bible tells us whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So there is a combination of things where God has given us the power and the authority to really set some things free. So we're going to go into these episodes over the next six uh, weeks and really do a deep dive. And that is my desire to have for us to be students to where we are going deep into the word of God and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal his mysteries to us. So as always, I'm appreciative for each and every one of you all who listen, who take the time out to listen. Check out the website, uh, conqueringme.co. Once again, conqueringme.co. Oh, and um, check out the website. That's where you find everything from social platforms, various things that we're using, the products that we are creating that I believe that the Holy Spirit has placed on my heart so that we can grow in him, grow in Christ. That is the desire for us to grow. And if you have listened to this and you're like, I feel like I'm going through so much spiritually, we're going to pray like we always do, because we got to end everything with prayer. We got to have prayer in everything that we do. Lord, I thank you for every each person that is listening right now, God. I don't know what they are going through or what they are facing or even with someone that they may love because personally they may feel like I'm not going through anything, but is there someone else that they love that may be going through something? Lord Jesus, I ask that you give them wisdom right now. Allow them to Feel your presence. Allow your word to come alive to them because your word is alive because you are alive and you are the word of God. So God, I ask that you allow things to be revealed to us so we understand where we are numb to certain areas. Some things, Lord, we say we're not going through because we have become numb to it. We have become numb to the uh, the pain because we say, well, this is normal. People should, this is just what people go through. Is there something to a word? You're trying to wake us up and say, no, this is not normal. This is the enemy making you feel as so. God, I ask that you open our eyes and I ask that you continue to do what you always do, which is love us and be patient with us. And we give you praise because you are so patient with your children. You give us so many chance after chance after chance after chance. And God, I thank you for us realizing it and not taking that for granted. Let our relationship with you grow and continue to blossom as every minute that we have on this earth continues to pass. May we focus on you and focus on your beauty and your love and tell others about it because you are the solution in all things. God, I ask that we begin to pray for wisdom. You said, if any of you lack wisdom, that you will give it to us liberally. God, we are lacking wisdom. We need more of your wisdom. There's no such thing of having too much of godly wisdom. That does not exist. Not for us, not as believers. So God, I just ask that you strengthen us and open our eyes and guide us as we go through these six-week series so that we may grow in you and do the things that you've called us to do. And as last prayers for anyone who does not know Jesus, God, I ask that you prick their hearts who really want to be saved. They're like, I know, I want to know him. Or if you feel like you need to rededicate your life, repeat after me, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord and Savior. I believe that you are my friend and my God. If you believe that you are saved, we are rejoicing. If you're like, well, I was saved, but you have rededicated yourself, child, we rejoice for you too. I love you all and I will speak to you next Friday. 